Okay, we are learning Daf Samach Tes. <coughs> we're starting from the bottom of Samach Tes in the days. <coughs> By the Amar Mar, two lines up from the bottom. And uh, we were talking about the Tzaduki. We were talking about whether the Tzaduki status was like the was like a non-Jew status. So we had a Machlokas Atanam in the mission about that. We know when there's a guy who's present in the Chatzar, then he restricts the other Jews from from making an Arab. The only thing that he can do is rent from him. And the question is what it's Duki is. So according to one opinion, it's Duki is treated like a Jew. So there was a case where he was in the mother with Rabbi and his sons, and the Duki was Mavatal. So if he was Mavatal, everything's good. However, maybe it wasn't so good because we're concerned that he's going to retract his bittal. So we had, we had a... Uh, different versions of what 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 Gamliel's advice to his sons were. One version was that they should go make a chazaka in the mavoi before before the guy takes back his betel. They should go use it before he does. If he would use it first, he would retract his betel. If they would use it first, then he can't uh, he can't retract the betel. And then we had a different version, which was actually we're always scared that he's going to retract his betel. So the only thing possible to do. Uh, was take care of all their needs before Shabbos. So now the Gemara is going to analyze this idea. Again, the Tzuki in this view is, is like a, in this view of the town is, is treated like a Jew. He's not a capital, but the question is, are we concerned that he's going to retract from it? So, Amar Mahar, you carry out whatever you need to take out to the mother, and bring in whatever you need to. Before this bad guy will carry out from his house into the mother and answer you. So the Gemara says, Lememer, it sounds from like, from, it sounds like we're trying to say, that when they carry out into the mother, meaning, when Rekumlil's sons would first carry into the Mavin. And then, if he, then the Stuki would only afterwards go and carry out. Lo Asar. Then he wouldn't be able to Asar. Meaning, once Rekumlil's sons already, uh, already, already used the already used, used the Mavoy, then this other guy wouldn't Asar. So the question is about Tanan, but it says in Mishnah later on, uh, and it seems like not the way, because the Mishnah says, Mishnah Asar Rishi, so someone who already gave up his rights. He already was made a bittel, the hotzio, and then subsequently he carries out being bishogi baby mezu. Whether he did it unintentionally or intentionally, he's trying to take back his rights. What's the halacha oser? He does restrict. According to Rameir, he always gets back his rights once he carries out. So the language of the Mishnah of Misha Nas and Rishusa, someone who already gave his rights, instead of saying Misha Bital, someone who just did bittel, it's mashma that that even in the case. He would totally, even in a case where somebody else already took his rights, meaning somebody received them in the sense that they used the chater, still the person who did the bittel could take it back later on Shabbos. So that's why the Gemara is saying that it sounds like from that mission, no matter what happens, even if someone else has already used the chater, if the person who has done the bittel goes ahead and uses it as well, he carries something from his house into the, into the chater, then the halacha is he's going to now restrict them because he has taken back his rights that he already gave away. So this is a contradiction to what we're saying uh, here, we're saying here that as long as the, the Rabbi Gamliel's sons would use the Mavli before the Tzaduki would, then we wouldn't have an issue. We wouldn't have an issue if uh, Rabbi Gamliel, if, if the Tzaduki would, would then go use it because once the receiver of the Bittal has already been Kone and once he's already used the Mavli, then nothing else matters in the future. So that's a contradiction to what we're saying here in the Mishnah there. So the Mar says, Rabbi Yosef, so we changed the gears in that Mishnah. Actually, Rabbi Meir says it doesn't answer. Meaning, and specifically because of the reason that we're saying, once other people receive the rights of the bittal and they've used the chater, so then anything that happens in the future cannot take that away. Even if the person tries to reclaim his rights that he's already been mavatal, it cannot happen, it cannot work. The halacha is that he does not, um, he does not answer. Abayu Amar Lo Kash, Abayu gives a different answer. Really, there's no contradiction between the mission and the bride. So contradiction in the Bryce, we're talking about the people of the Mavli already used it before Shabbos. Already used it, I'm sorry. They used it before the Tzaduki could. 
So as long as you use it first, so then then it won't be a problem if uh, if he if the tsuki then then does it. So the the the, the person who makes the bittel cannot reclaim his rights after the the, the people who have received the bittel have already used it. Kakan that mission which was saying that he asers is shalolus ubeni mavoi mavoi. He's talking about a case where the people of the mavoi had not had not used the mavoi before the mavatel did. So it may be a little bit forced in the language of the mission, and that's why originally the gemara was challenging. But we're saying that the mission of the same mission. And then, if he carries out that he offers, is only in a case where he uses it before the people who received the bittel had a chance to use it. But if the people in the who, if the people in the mavoi, the people who received the bittel already used it, then there's no possibility for the mavatel to reclaim his rights. And the Gemara supports this idea that it depends whether the people who have received the Bittal have used it or not. The Gemara supports this answer from a Bryce of Ahatanya, and this is what it says in a Bryce Hotzi, if he carries out into the Mavli before um before he's given his rights. So maybe Shogi, maybe Mazid, Yakulavata, whether it's Bishogi, whether it's Mazid, he could make uh he could then make Bittal. I mean we're talking about someone who forgot Forgot to make an Erev, and he's still carrying out on Shabbos. He's violating Shabbos by carrying to the Mavli. He's still not a guy, so if then he wants to be a Mavato, you could be a Mavato. So we haven't brought that up yet, but we're talking about someone who forgot to make a Mavli, so everything was, forgot to be part of the Erev, so everything was Usher, and then he's just carrying right and left on Shabbos. He's still not a guy. We still say that he could make, um, he could make Bittal, and it will be effective now. Uh, <coughs> it will be effective now to be Mavato everybody else. If he cared unintentionally, he could. But he did out, and intentionally, he cannot subsequently make a bittel because once he violated Shabbos here, b'meizid, so now he becomes like a, a Jew who's not religious at all and cannot do bittel. An interesting idea. That's where Rashi learns the Gemara that if this guy has been uh, willingly violating Shabbos by carrying out without the Arab, then he becomes treated like a guy now, and since he's treated like a guy, he won't be allowed. He won't be able uh, to make a bittel later on Shabbos. Okay, now we talk about the case. Fine, that was not really what we needed. Now we need the second part of the price. Misha Nassim is just somebody who already gave up his rights. Maybe somebody did a bit of a hotzi and he subsequently carries out into the public. Being Bishogi, being Bimazin, whether he carries out Bishogi or Bimazin, what's the din? Iser, he asserts on the rest of the people. The Mavli differ. It may review the Omer. It depends. Amazing. If he carries out intentionally, Iser, he does asser on everybody else. But show you, if he carries out unintentionally, Iser, he doesn't asser everybody else. So here and there, which just said that you can retract from the bittel, you take it away, and you ask everybody when you use it, says Rameir, and this is the part that we want, but Met when is that true? This is only where the people who have received the bittel have not yet used their rights. In other words, they haven't yet carried out into the mavli. Then we say that the mavatl has the right to take, reclaim his stuff. But if the people of the Mavli, the receivers of the Bittal, already used it, and then the Mavatal is carrying out, even if he does it, he can't answer. And that's the part that we want. It shows clearly the idea that we're saying that once there's already been like a Kenyan, there's been a Chazaka from the recipients of the, of the Bittal, the people have received the Bittal, that they're going to use it. What has been given to them, those rights that have been given to them, so then the Mavatal can no longer carry out and I restrict anybody when he tries to reclaim his rights. Now the Gemara goes back and analyzes what Rabbi Yudah said. Now we go back and uh, with Rabbi Gamliel, again, we're talking about that there was a Stuki who lived in the Mavli. So the, there may be a possibility that Stuki is treated like a guy so Bittal can't help. But we're saying, no, it's not like that. These Tanam hold that a Stuki is like a Jew, so his Bittal could help. But we're concerned that he's going to um, he's going to reclaim his rights. So the first version that we had was that Rabbi Galil was telling his sons, you go make a chazaka on the Mavi first, make sure you use it first, because once you use it first, then he can't answer even if he tries to reclaim the rights afterwards. So we'll go make sure that you use the Mavi first. 
Then we had another Lashon. Nabiyuda says in the verse, we don't have Lashon HaKares. Go up, hurry and take care of what you need. Before it becomes dark, when it will become Asr. If it becomes dark, then it will be Asr for you to carry. Meaning, what is where Yudah saying? That the Bittal doesn't help at all. This guy, this Suki, can't make Bittal. Yudah is not concerned that he's going to reclaim his rights. That's not what Yudah is saying. Yudah is saying, I'm scared that nothing is effective. Alma Nachriyu. We see that Yudah holds that the Suki is treated like a guy. And the, his bittel is, is not a mice of bittel at all. It cannot work. It's totally invalid. Nothing is effective. And that's why Rukumlil was telling his sons, you have to take care of anything that you might possibly need before Shabbos will begin. So it seems like Rabbi Yudha is taking the position here, taking the idea that a stuki is treated like a guy. So the Gemara asks, but in the Mishnah, Rabbi Yudha seems to say a little bit different. In the Mishnah, Rabbi Yudha is quoting Rukumlil's father, is giving him that advice. He says, go take care of what you need on Shabbos before the tzaduki will carry out and take back his bittel. So it sounds like Rabbi Yudah in the Mishnah agrees that Etsuki's bittel is a bittel. He's not like a guy, but he was concerned that Etsuki might reclaim his rights. And the dispute between Rabbi Yudah in the first time was that Rabbi Yudah was concerned that he can reclaim his rights even after the other recipients would claim them themselves and carry out. But Rabbi Yudah was saying, but I'm still scared that Etsuki might carry out and ask you, therefore you should still take care of your needs before Shabbos. So if that sounds like a contradiction between Rabbi Yudah's position in the Mishnah, where we see he seems to be saying, he seems to be saying that Stuki is a Yid, just for concerning he's always going to reclaim his rights. And Rabbi Yudah in the Brice, or Rabbi Yudah seems to be saying that Stuki is treated like a guy, so his bittel is not a bittel. So which one is it? So the Gemara answer is, Ema, you're right. The Mishnah should say differently. Ajlo Yoti Hayom, not before that Stuki carries out, but rather before the day ends. And it's actually good. It's exactly like Rabbi Yudah saying in the Brice, that Stuki has no power to make a bittel. He's treated like a guy. He has no ability to give up his rights. Uh, he's treated like a guy, and that's why Rukumlil was advising his sons to take care of what they needed before, before Shabbos began, because um, the Stuki's bittel is not a bittel. We could give a different answer. The Mishnah is dealing with someone at Stuki who may have been he may have, he may have um, been Machal Shabbos a lot with a lot of things, and it makes sense that they you know at Stuki would because there are many halachos. That they, that they don't observe, but it was all that he did what he did in private, meaning he didn't flaunt it, he didn't do it publicly. So if he doesn't do it publicly, he's still treated like a Jew, and since he's still treated like a Jew, so then his bittel is a bittel. But Khan, the only thing we have to be worried about is maybe he'll retract from it, so that's why we're concerned that, and, and to take care of our needs first. But Khan, the moment Lachal Shabbos Bifahesha, the price was talking about someone who was Machal Shabbos Bifahesha, even publicly, <clears throat> you know, there were a lot of people around, and uh, he doesn't care, He's open, uh, he's totally open about it. So then, there, there, Rabbi Yudah is saying he's treated like a guy, and if he's treated like a guy, so then his bittel is not there at all. So we're making a, uh, we're making, uh, we're distinguishing between Machal Shabbos Bifahasya and Machal Shabbos Bitsinah, and between the status of whether they're still like a Jew or a guy, regarding whether or not their bittel is a bit, is a bittel. Again, a guy cannot make a bittel to help the, the Jews carry, uh, but a yid could. Says the Gemara, who does the following Brisa follow? The Brisa says, A person who's a mummer, he doesn't keep the halacha, or a gilu panim, someone who's just very brazen, cannot do betorisha. So Gemara first doesn't understand what the Brisa means. Gilu panim, mummer have, is a brazen person the same like someone who does not show halacha, meaning, of course, he's a Jew just because he's brazen. So the Gemara explains, The Brisa says one big thing. Someone who is Mechal Shabbos, someone who is a mummer, 
he doesn't keep the halacha in a very brazen way, meaning he does it publicly. In the yachal of shows he cannot relinquish his rights. So who is this bride? Uh, that when someone is machal, uh, does it if I had, so he's doing a bilik upon him, so then he'd be treated like a guy. Come on, who's it like Rebbe? He's going like Rebbe Yehuda. That a mummer if loses his ability to make bittel. Says the Gemara, there was once a story. Who did not There was a person who would go out on Shabbos in the street. Everyone could see. And he would go out carrying. He would wear a bag of spices. So it's not a normal thing to wear. So when you, right, it's not like a jewelry, it's not a clothing. So when he goes out with it, that's considered, uh, that's considered to be caring. So he was totally being Machal Shabbos. But keep it the Chazah, the reason you see a Chazah, whenever you saw that there was, you know, a prominent rabbi coming, you saw a reason you see it coming, so he covered it up. So, 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 so he reviewed the song, but the guy tried, meaning he was embarrassed. He wasn't trying to flaunt it in front of a rabbi. So Amar, he said, go and Zem about Rosh Hashanah. So he said that even according to Rabbi Yudah, um, he could, this person could be Mavatos Rishos, because that's not considered a level of brazenness. It's like someone who's only Machal Shabbos Betzina privately, even though he was doing it publicly. If he had the busha, if he had the inner shame to cover it up in front of a big rabbi, so then that shows that that's not, you know, his deepest beliefs, and really he is embarrassed, and since he is embarrassed, so therefore um, he still has the rights to be Mavato. Okay, continues the Gemara. Amar Rav Huna, Izu Yisrael Mamar, who is considered to be a Mamar, Zeh Machalo Shabbosos Bifrayasa. This is anyone who's Machal Shabbos publicly. So the Gemara says, Amar Le Rav Nachman, come on, who are you going like Ikra, Meir, Damar Chashel, Dabar Echel, Chashel, Chatar Kula. Rav Meir's position generally is that if someone is, 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 sus, is suspected that he's Machal one type of halacha, so he's considered to be we suspect him that he's Machal the whole Torah in general. So this is talking about what we're talking about in the case where Rabbi Yudah, Meir in context, we're talking about someone who's not doesn't keep the laws of Trumus and Meisers. So the question is, do I have to be concerned that he doesn't keep the halachas of Shemitah as well? So Rabbi Meir says yes, and the Chachamim say not. So this halacha that we said, if someone is Machal Shabbos Befehas, he's considered a mummer in all areas of halacha, He's treated like a mummer, and we're going to see, like, we're not necessarily accept kabbanos from him. So the Gemara's trying to figure out why. Ultimately, we only know that this guy does one sin, right? He's Machal Shabbos. We don't know that he does every sin. So it sounds like what? We're going, if, if we're going, if we're going like Rameir, that the idea is since he's, since he's bad about Shabbos, he might be bad about everything, then why did we pick about Shabbos? Why do we have to stipulate that he's Machal Shabbos? Why don't we just say someone who willingly does one sin, whatever the sin might be, let's say he doesn't keep Trimus and Mises, then, then, then the halacha is, and he's chashed for the whole Torah, and uh, he was treated like the status of a mummer, like an irreligious Jew, that we wouldn't like accept karbanis from him and the like. Why are we specifically pointing out someone who's a machal Shabbos? In Iki Rabbanu, on Elamai, you're going to say we're going like the Rabbanu, who disagree with Rameir, and they say, if you're chashed for one thing, you're not chashed for everything, then what, then what would Shabbos be different? If someone is only suspected to violate one, one aspect in the Torah, they're not suspected for everything. So, what would the pshat be? Why would some? Why would it didn't be that if someone was machal shabbos and they're chashed for everything? Why? Why would we distinguish from every other uh, area from any other halacha? The only the only exception is someone who who's a mummer for avodazar because that's a tremendous kofar. So there, everybody agrees that we suspect him that he'll be over on anything. But if except for avodazara. Except for Avodah we assume that we don't necessarily treat, say that he's chashed for everything. So he's not chashed for everything. So why are we calling him a full mummer? He shouldn't be a full mummer. Again, we're trying to say who's a mummer. Like, who has the status of a mummer? Like, you wouldn't accept a carbon from someone like that. He's totally never a Jew for anything. So, so, so we said someone who's Machal Shabbos. So the Gemara is bothered. If it's like Rameir, we shouldn't have had, we don't have to specify the Machal Shabbos. And if it's like the Rabbanon, then it shouldn't be true. 
Just because he's Mechal Shabbos doesn't mean he's a mummer for everything. So the Gemara says, Amar Nachum, Litim is just Vilavat says, You're right. We don't mean that he's a mummer for everything. We don't mean that he's totally religious. We just mean that he doesn't have the power to mean Mavato Rishos on Shabbos. Because since that's an aspect of Hilcho Shabbos, so we say that since he's a mummer for Shabbos, Klape, the laws of Shabbos, he's treated like a guy. So one of the laws of Shabbos is that a guy cannot be mevalter rishos, only a Jew could. So we're saying, klape the, those halachas of, of being mevalter rishos, which is an aspect of Hilcho Shabbos, we treat this person like a guy, and he cannot, um, he cannot give up his rights, uh, uh, he cannot give up his rights uh, in the courtyard to help other people carry like we learned in the if you have a religious Jew who still is, who keeps Shabbos in the market, meaning that publicly um, he still keeps Shabbos, he could, get, he could make but if he doesn't observe Shabbos in the street, meaning it's even then he cannot make because the Chachamim have said, a Jew can do Bittal, but by a guy, he can't do Bittal, you have to rent out. So we see that someone who's Machal Shabbos, but Fasio is treated like a guy, Klape, the halachos of Shabbos. That's what we're answering. We don't mean that in general he's a mummer for all aspects. We would accept the carbon from him in general. But we just mean that in regard to the ability to make Betel Rishos, since he's a Machal Shabbos, he's a Machal Shabbos, so we say that he's treated like a guy for this. Now we just, the bride finishes off how you do Betel Ketzad. How does a person give up his rights? If he says the name of my right here in the Mabal, he's transferred or Batel to Yukana, he acquires it. And there's no din you have to make like an actual Kenyan. Normally, when you make like a business deal, you need Kenyanim, like a Kenyan Sudder with a kerchief, like Khalipin. But here, you don't need a technical Maisa Kenyan, just declaring it to be so would also, uh, would also be effective. Okay, so that's the end of the first understanding of Ravuna's statement. The first understanding of Ravuna's statement is that uh, someone who keeps, uh, that when we said someone is Machal Shabbos is treated like a Mumar, we're going... Um, we're going like the Rabbanam, we're not going like Rameya. We don't mean in, for he's a mummer forever, but what we mean is that he's a mummer for the laws of Shabbos, so therefore he cannot do Bittal Rishos. Rav Ashi Ravashi says, Hi Tanu, Rav Huna is going like this Tanu, the Chamir, the Shabbos, Kavod Shabbos is treated like Kavod just like by Kavod Someone is mummer for Kavod Everybody agrees they're mummer, because they're such a big kofar. So the halach is that a Machal Shabbos is also treated like Kavod So if it's also treated like Kavod then someone is Machal Shabbos, everyone agrees and he is a mummer, even like the Rabbanan. And the idea is, because if you don't believe in Shabbos, it's like denying the, the idea of Hashem himself, because Hashem is the one who finished the creating on Shabbos. So someone who, who is Machal Shabbos B'Fahesa is a mummer, just like uh, just like a mummer for Abu Dazar. And where do we see that, that, that it's true that um, you're a mummer for everything if you're a mummer for Shabbos? Kitatana, like it says in the price, when you bring a carbonos, it says a person who brings a carbon, me chem, from among you. So it sounds like from among like some people could bring carbonos for local, but not everybody could bring a carbon for the mummer. It excludes a mummer. A mummer is not allowed to bring carbonos. But then we add, right? That means if someone comes to bring a carbon and he's a mummer, we don't accept it from him. But then we add, me chem, from among you, meaning a Jew. Among you, Hashem said that an irreligious Jew can't bring a carbon. But not amongst the Gaim. For a Gaim, we accept carbonos from their donations from Gaim, and we don't care what, whether or not they're totally wicked or, 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 or righteous. From Gaim, we accept from anybody. But from an irreligious Jew, we don't accept carbonos. Okay. Then it adds, that we, the Pasuk says from animals. So, right, the animals that are brought for a carbon. So we say, homiletically, it includes people who act like animals, that even people who are very wicked and act like animals, we still accept carbonos from them. 
Mikan Amr from here, they have said, Mikan Kabanos, Miposha Yisrael, that we can accept Kabanos from sinners, Jewish sinners. And the reason is, we want them to have a chance to be able to do Teshuvah. So that's why, uh, that's why we accept them. Chutz, the exception, and a Mumar, for a Mumar, someone who does Avodah Zarah, he pours wine to, to an idol, Machal Shabbos Professor, someone who's Machal Shabbos Professor. So first we understand that this bride has, has a contradiction from one line to the next. First we said, there's an internal contradiction here in this bride. First we said, that we exclude a mummer. The first line in the bride says, an irreligious Jew, we don't accept karbonos. Then the bride said, that we do accept karbonos from the poetry of Israel. What's going on? So we have to say, the beginning of the bride that we don't accept the karbonos is from someone who is a mummer for all of the Torah. He, he, willingly, he willingly doesn't fulfill any of the mitzvahs. He's against all of the whole thing. The middle part of the verse is talking about an irreligious Jew who is religious for only one aspect, meaning he willingly does one sin. Okay, good. That would be the answer. And the idea would be is that we, we would accept a carbon from someone who's only a mummer from one halacha. Let's say a mummer or someone have a mummer that he always is, is, uh, eats chalef. And then the person sinned and drank dam and he wants to bring a carbon for a dam. We would accept a carbon from him. Good. But then Ema Seifa, but then what about the last line of the Bible? So the Bible says, Chutzma min a mummer, ma minasech, yain, except for a mummer and someone who does have a tzar. So, hain mummer, yachidam, yin mummer, chalatar, hain yurasha. If it's a mummer, chalatar, that's the same thing as the ratio. We already said we don't accept him. Milu dabar achad, and if it means we don't accept from a mummer who's even a mummer just for one thing, kachem is yasa. It's difficult against the middle part of the Bible. The middle part of the Bible said that we do accept carbonus from a mummer. Now we get to our conclusion, which is what we want. This is what the end of the Bryson means. We makabo carbonos from any We read it all together, except for a mummer to do Avodazara and a mummer to be Machal Shabbos. Because those two sins are so big that even though it's a Dabar Echad, we treat it like a mummer lachatara kula am avodazar v'shavas kedodni ninu. The severity of avodazar and shavas are together; they're equal. Shema mina. We see from there that people on machal shavas are classified totally like a mummer lachatara kula. So bottom line is, we proved what we wanted. We have a concept of a mummer l'davar echad. We have a concept of a mummer l'chalatara kula. The difference is whether you accept kapanos from a mummer l'davar echad. It's only for that aspect of halacha that he's no good. But in general, in, 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 if we say, could, is he a mummer? He's not, and we could accept a carbon from him. And then we have example of Mumar al-Khatar Kula for all areas of Allah where he's totally no good. So we, we, we don't accept Kabanas from a Mumar al-Khatar Kula, we do accept Kabanas from a Mumar al The exceptions are a Mumar for to do Alpha Dazar or a Mumar to, to, to be Makhal Shabbos. There we treat them like a Mumar al-Khatar Kula. And since we treat them like a Mumar al-Khatar Kula, we can't accept Kabanas from them, from them, Bechlau. Um, we don't accept anything from them. And that now, taking back to what we want, so if we have someone who's obsessed with their, their mummer completely, and we wouldn't accept karbanos. Okay. Now we get more to the dinim of Bittal. Anche the people of Chatzor Shachmai of the that one person forgot to join in the Erev, so he's restricting everybody because even though everybody else joined in the Erev, so they're like only their only one house, but he still has a separate house. So the Chatzor is still joint usage between him and them. So it's no good. So Beso also Lachmus Lahotzi, his house is also in regard to carrying in and out. Lovalahem, both to him and to them. So if his house is for sure also. Now, the, really we should assume that the whole courtyard should also be also, not only his house, but the Kamar is going to explain that the Mishnah means even if he made a bittal, even if he made a bittal, he was mavatal, his rights in the Chatzar, so the Chatzar now becomes mutter, but his house still stays also. His house is not part of the bittal, so you can, no one can carry out from his house to the Chatzar. All his bittal will do is affect that everybody else can carry in the courtyard. 
But their houses are mutter to him and to them. He's treated now just like a random guest once he gives up his rights, and he's able to carry everybody's mutter to carry from their houses, from the other houses, into the courtyard. And let's say it was the opposite. Everybody else was mavato their rights to him, meaning one guy forgot. Instead of him being mavato to, to everybody, everybody's mavato to him. So who mutter becomes mutter, is permitted for him to carry between his house and the chatzar. But they become us. They are also from carrying even from his house into the courtyard. If there are two people who forgot to join in the Erev and everybody else was mavalta their rights to the two people, it doesn't help. Osim Zelza, they still oser each other because right, in order for, an, for, for, for the Isra not to be there, it has to be that the joint space is only used, is only, only as rights by, by one person. So if everyone was mavalta to two people, so now there's still two people who have rights. So they still are going to ask on each other between their houses and the chatzar. Sheikh knows which shows mavato which shows. Now the Mishnah gives it like a rule. One person can mavato rights. Shnayim knows from shows. So he knows just by two people they can give up their rights. Two people can make bittel, but it doesn't help for two people to accept a bittel because since they're two, two, two people, so they're going to restrict each other. When can Bittal Rishos help? So Bishami says it can only help before Shabbos starts. So Bishol says no, Bittal helps even after Shabbos. Someone forgot to make the Erev, Bittal can be done even on the Shabbos. What happens? Mishnos and Rishus of Ahotzi. Someone already gave Bittal, and we've quoted this a few times, and then he subsequently carries out from his house to the Chatzar. Whether it was Bishok or Mazer, it was very restrict taking back the Bittal. If he carried out by Mezid, he does answer. He does not answer, he does not reclaim his rights just from carrying out Bishogi. So now we want to understand the first case of the Mishnah. Again, the first case of the Mishnah, and everyone in the Chatzar ever made, made an Arab except for one person. So the Mishnah said his house is Asr to him and them. So the Gemara doesn't understand. It sounds like his house alone is Asr, but the, the, in the Chatzar is Mutter. He doesn't Asr the Chatzar to them. So what's the Pshat? It must be Idabatl, he had relinquished his rights. He must have done Bittal. If he didn't do Bittal, then everything is Asr, right? You have the joint courtyard, which is shared between everyone of the Arab. And this one guy who forgot, so they should restrict each other. So it must be that he made bittel, and that's why the chutzpah is mutter. But then wait a second, based on my usher. Well, then why is his house usher? If he made a bittel, then everyone should be allowed to carry out from his house to the chutzpah. Idul bittel. What am I going to say? He didn't make a bittel. So chutzpah my shire. Why is his share in the chutzpah mutter? His share in the chutzpah, which is still there, should restrict everybody. So the marks says, He did give up his rights in the Chatzar. But for low bitter Rishus so we do we assume that he did not give up his rights in the house. Because because Someone who does a bitl to his rights in the Chatzar, Rishus based low bitl. He hasn't given, he hasn't done a bitl to his rights in his house. And the reason why we assume that a person is Mavato his rights in the Chatzar, but not his rights in his own house, the diary in his revised will Chatzar. It's sometimes possible to live in a house without being given rights to the Chatzar. So all he did was, I don't want to mess up everybody, so I give up my rights in the Chatzar. But he still does not give up his rights in the house, so it's still his own house. So it's mutter for everybody to carry in the chater, but it's not permitted for anybody to carry from his house to the chater because his house, his house is still considered, his house is still considered his uh, private, his private thing. Not, not that he was mavatul right to them. So to carry from his house to the chater would be forbidden. Okay, so that was the case. We were saying that the person forgot to join in the era of he was mavatul's rights in the chater. He didn't give up his, his rights to his house. We're going like the Rabbanon. So, so um, the chater is mother to carry, but it's also for anybody to carry from his house to the chater. Rabbi Eliezer and Dachavav disagreed. Rabbi Eliezer held that someone who gives up his rights in the chater gives up his rights in his house as well. But the, our, our Mishnah doesn't hold that way. Fine. The next part of the mission says, but their houses are mutter to him 
and to them to carry. Meaning anybody can carry from the other houses into the courtyard. My time, well, what's the reason? Why is it true that the person who's mevatel is allowed to carry it from their houses to the chatzor? The reason is, he's not going back on his batafar rechabah. He's just considered to be their guest. Since he's not carrying from his house, um, so, so it's good. He's not taking back his rights. He's like any guest. So he can, anyone, the, anyone can carry, including the mevatel, from their houses to the chatzor. That's totally, um, that's totally okay. Fine. Now what about the opposite? Instead of the guy who forgot being levatal his rights to everybody else, what if everybody else was levatal their rights to him? So now the din is It's permitted for him to carry out, but they are also. So the Gemara says, why are they also? We have an and let them same idea. Why can't they be considered like his guests? And then they'll be able to carry from his house into the chatzar. The same way in the opposite. When he was levatal to them, so he could carry from their houses to the chatzar. So when they're all levatal to them, why can't they be like his guests and not carry from their houses to the chatzar, but carry from his house to the chatzar? So the Gemara explains, one person could be a guest of five. Five people are not a guest of one. So when five people are mavatal to one, so we don't say they could be like his guests. So no one is also no one is allowed to carry from his house out to the chutzpah except for him. So the Kamar assumes that these two cases were one big case on the same Shabbos, right? One guy forgot to join in the in the in the Arab, and we said he was mavatal. He was mavatal to them, and then said they were mavatal to him. So the Mishnah assumes we were talking about all on the same Shabbos. So the Gemara asks, So we see that Bittel can be switched on Shabbos, right? That he was Mavatal first to them and then the Mavatal to him a second time. That's a question, I think. We spoke about that, that maybe Ravin Shmuel said in Daf, uh, yesterday's Daf that maybe that's not allowed because it looks like a joke to make Bittel and then, and then do the Bittel back. So the Gemara says, No, I'm talking about it in a different case. If they had originally given them him his rights, he's Mutter and they're also, we're not talking about in the same case, on the same Shabbos. Two different cases. He's Mavatal to them, one case. Second case, not, not in the same scenario, they were Mavatal's rights to them. The next case in the Mishnah said, If there were two people who forgot to they or owed themselves that they asked around each other. Says the Gemara Pshita, it's obvious. Because even if they'd be the only people there, they asked around each other. So the Gemara says, The Gemara was, right? Everyone. Was mavatel the rights of two people? So at that time, it's Asr. But then one of them who was makabel was mavatel his rights back to the one guy. So it went in two shlavim, right? Let's say there were five people. Two forgot to make an error of three remembered. So the three are mavatel to the two. So now one of the two is mavatel his rights to the one. So Malatema, you might say, Lishru, now it should become Mutter because ultimately everyone has given up their rights to one person. Kamash Malah, no. Kivan to be ino de bittel, since at the time that the first people made their bittel the people, the first three had mimavatel the two. At that time, Lavi Shurisa by Chatzar, it didn't give a hatzer to the Chatzar because the second they gave it to two people, so it didn't help. So at that time, it, nothing is effective. And that, since at that time nothing was effective, it will not help if one of the two people now gives up his rights to the other. Very big chiddush. Bittel has to be chal, it has to be ineffective at the time that it's done. But since at the time it was done, it was given to two people, so it's nothing. So since it's nothing at that time, it won't help if one of the two gives it to the other. The next part of the Mishnah said, that we just made it a rule, because one person can give rights. So the Gemara said, Why do I need this to be said? Eno saying, if it's saying that one person gives up his rights, Tanina, the Mishnah said, Eno tell, and if it was saying that one person can receive rights that are given to him, Tanina also said that. So the Gemara says, it was the next part of the rule that we want. It said, two people can give up rights. The Mishnah hadn't said, had not yet said that two people can give up rights. Meaning, let's say two people forgot, they can each give up their rights and that will be mutter. So the Gemara says, that's obvious. Why, why, why would I think one person, only one person give up their rights and two people can't? The Gemara says, the same way you might say, Ligzar, we should, we should say two people can't give up their rights. We should make it because maybe um, one person will be mevatel's rights to them. Meaning, let's say, 
as we mentioned, if, so, if someone gives up their right to two people, that doesn't work. So maybe this, we should make Xerah in order to protect the law, that you can't be Mavato to two people. We should make the Allah that two people can't be Mavato. Kamash Mulan, that we, we, we do not make such Xerah. We do not make such Xerah. And even though it doesn't help to be Mavato to two people, but you could be, two people could be Mavato, but two people could be Mavato. They can't take rights. Lumberly, why do we have to say that? We just said that if two people get the rights, it doesn't help. It doesn't help. So the Lord says, The other people told, told one of the two people, they said, you should get our rights on the condition that you transfer them. So I would say here it could work because from the very outset, when one of the two is even getting the rights, he's getting it on condition that he's going to give it over to the other guys. I would say that works. Come on, it's not effective because since... Ultimately, he, he, he didn't make, right? It's not at the moment. At the moment, he's still getting, getting the, there are two people who are getting the rights. Even though one of them is getting it, Amanas Lahakdos, it doesn't work. The only way that it works is when you're Mavato to one person. You cannot be Mavato to two people, no matter what, even if you're giving it uh, that, to one of them, Amanas, that he's Makna to the other one.